Welcome to Kashrus on the Air, your weekly radio show dealing with Kashrus matters for the kosher consumer. And I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler. And we have a very special guest tonight, uh, Moshe David. Well, you'll see what he's going to talk about in just a moment. We're going to play a pre-recorded piece that uh, that we that we did uh, in preparation for the show, and we'll hopefully have him on shortly. Your weekly radio show dealing with kosher issues for the kosher consumer. And I have a special guest tonight that is, uh, who's joining us uh, in a pre-recorded section. And afterwards, we're going to be on the, uh, we're going to be live, you better call in. But right now, you're going to hear a few words from our guest tonight, whose name is Moshe David. He's from the Rena Appliance Repair, and um, he's... Uh, He's, a, not a, he's not just a specialist in, in repairing, but he also knows a lot about the equipment, the new equipment, the smart equipment, equipment that is uh, created, be creating more and more problems for us in our homes. And he's calling about, a, he contacted us about a specific issue, and uh, we explored a little bit more, and I decided it's a good thing to have him on to, to explain some of the difficulties. So thank you very much for joining us, Moshe David. Okay, I, I, you, the, the thing that you came to us about is about refrigerators. What was the, what was the issue that you uh, want to talk about? Um, okay, the, the standard top mount refrigerator, which means that your freezer's on top, and it looks like the same refrigerator that's been in homes probably for the past 50 years. Um, some of them have lights uh, just in the fridge, some in the, lights in the freezer, and traditionally, uh, most people just unscrewed the bolt and they thought that's enough um, for Shabbos um, that you shouldn't have a problem with opening and closing your refrigerator door. That's no longer the case. Are that no, on the newer newer models, the last, how, how uh, recently? Um, I would say in the last two years it's become most prevalent, uh, yeah, uh, even on these lower end models, yeah. But, but in other words, if I have an older model, what you're going to be explaining now might not apply. Okay, go ahead. So give us uh, what we're, we have to be concerned about. Okay, today the newer refrigerators, um, they're all being built for efficiency. And even though um, they look like the old ones did, there's actually a computer that controls your light, um, the cooling, the thermostat, and the defrost part of the refrigerator. Um, in the old days, the door switch would only go to the light bulb. Today's door switch actually goes to the computer and then the computer says, oh, the door is open, so it's time to turn on the light bulb. But if the temperature in the refrigerator is not correct, or in the freezer, it may decide to either turn on or off uh, what we call an evaporator fan. And um, that's something that's um, really hard to detect on its own. So the answer that we're giving most people now in, is to keep the door switch closed for Shabbos. Um, or Yantis, and it has to be taped shut. And you have to tape. You have to tape it up and make sure that that tape is something that's going to stay. You got to try it a little bit during the week to make sure the tape doesn't yeah, come away. Yeah, because uh, yeah, some tapes don't hold well in cold temperatures. Uh, refrigerators have a tendency of being uh, or sometimes moist. Yeah, it's a good idea to make sure that the tape you're using um, is going to hold for shabbos. 
But uh, Moshe, they, you, you're telling me that I can't tell whether a fan is being affected by a door. Can I? I'm I'm an intelligent guy. I can't just sort of listen to the door and open it up, and it won't hear anything. Um, if you well, you can like I said, sometimes you will get lucky enough. If it happens to be at the point where the computer decides, oh, the fan can stay running at this time, opening the door and the light switch opening, of course. Um, may not shut off the fans, so no, actually we're finding that this, these computers are so smart, um, they, they, the refrigerator and or the freezer would have to be at a particular temperature for this mode, to, for the computer to take this action of turning on and off the fan. So it's not always going to happen. So in, in halacha, that may also make a difference because I, I don't know if it's going to be called, uh, if it's going to be called a grama or whatever, but obviously it, it's, it's quite common and it's something that we should be avoiding. But, but, but somebody can discuss it with a rub, but you say it doesn't happen all the time. Correct. It's, it's, it's not necessarily going to happen every time you open up the door. But, uh, but, if, but if it's the right point, Every time you open, then when you open the door, it's going to happen. At that particular time, if the temperatures in the fridge are at their particular temp- um, point in time, yes, they will definitely cause the fan to go on or off. Um, or if you leave the refrigerator door open for too long, if it, it will start the fan up again um, because of the rise in temperature, thinking that it has to move some colder air down to your refrigerator compartment. Well, that's that's been an old issue about whether the the uh, motor. Now you're telling me the fan is is not the motor; it's a different part. There's actually two fans on most refrigerators. One's inside on the freezer compartment that blows cold air down into the refrigerator, and then there's a second fan that's on the outside of the refrigerator in the back, usually next to the compressor that cools up the compressor to help cool down the to remove. Uh, can you get a little closer? You're on a cell phone, I think. It's hard to hear you. Can you get closer to the phone? Or... I am as close as I can. Okay, so stay there then. Okay, we're trying our best to work together on this. Uh, let, let's, so let's go in and ask you, do you think that it's more than 50% of the time that I would open the door? I mean, again, maybe maybe if I'm lucky, it won't be, but is it something that uh, we more or less about 50% of the time? Um, very possibly, especially on the newer unit. Okay. And so now you're saying is that if I, I assume you're saying like this, if I bought a machine in the last two years or I'm going to somebody's house or I'm going to be renting uh, uh, in a hotel or I'm going to, apartment, whatever, whatever, whatever it's going to be, I should think within the last two years or so, I should be worried about this. But even it could go back earlier than this, you're saying or not? Um, on more on the higher end models, yes, this can go back on side by side refrigerators or bottom mount refrigerators with a freezer in the bottom. This can actually exist probably for the past ten years. Oh, so everybody should really be working on covering up those little switches if you see them on the inside of your uh, the door of your refrigerator. Look both sides of the door. Make sure you you don't see any switch over there. Okay, so. Um, now, and in the freezer, some units actually have door switches in their freezer too. Um, they have to be covered because they're actually done in, um, in a serial manner. So either switch can actually turn on and off the lights in both parts of the fridge or freezer. Now, now, you also mentioned to me when we spoke the first time that 
if I, I can I leave it this way? Can I leave that covered over for eternity? Um, now we're talking from the service point of view. No, that's a bad idea. Because these computer, these um, refrigerators are actually controlled by a computer. Um, the, the the computer is trying to save you money. So if it sees the door switches are always closed after a few days, it is programmed to change actually the temperatures in the refrigerator, raise them, because it figures if you're not opening your door, there's nothing perishable, and anything in the freezer after three or four days would be frozen solid, so it no longer has to keep zero degrees. It will actually raise it to up to 20 degrees, depending on the manufacturer's um, software. And we'll also change defrost. And with time, what will happen actually is your refrigerator will stop working because it will not defrost often enough, and you'll end up paying for service calls and have other aggravation with food loss and stuff like that because the refrigerator is not working the way it was designed to or needs to. Okay, so now you're not working to this moment. We're not working for green appliance repair. <laughs> you're working for us here on the radio. And I want to ask you, uh, Mr. David, if the person wants to tape it up, and he can't, and you're telling us not to leave it there for eternity, what is a recommended turnaround? How long can I leave it there and not worry too much, and then take it off? Uh, the, 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 the tape, and then let's stay uh, a couple of days or something, and before Shabbos, put it back again and leave it for a certain amount of time. How, what would be that time you would recommend to our listeners? Um, I would say once every 30 days at the minimum. What I usually recommend is take off the tape on the Shabbos, and then whoever makes the fish or takes Shabbos or will cover Shabbos the young that's the time to tape up the switches on the refrigerator. But um, uh, for most of these programs will not make massive, major changes to the refrigerator where that will be noticeable for about 30 days. So that's the recommended cycle? Either every week, if you if you unless you're afraid of that, so then do it like once a month or so. Do it on yeah, that, that once a month, you just have to leave it off for like a day or two because the refrigerator has to see the door being open and a change of temperature in order to get out of what we call a vacation mode or So then, in other words, the, the, the machine is, uh, is recalibrating uh, every time we're taking it off and putting it on, or, eat, or every certain amount of time, and, and, and that's important for us to get back into the old mode again. Okay, very good. Let's move right along, because we mentioned that there were other things that we should be concerned about in the uh, refrigerator. Many people do know about some of these, but I, I, I think when you explained it to me, it was much more uh, relevant and understandable than you know, just somebody saying it uh, in writing somewhere. So let's, let's discuss the, uh, the ice situation, the infrared sensor in the, in the machine, and uh, etc.
from what I've heard is uh, it's very well recommended I'll be in halacha to keep those ice makers off um, and you have to actually um, yeah, there's a little switch that you would have to switch um, some newer models have that um, you can disable the ice maker from the user interface which is on the door but um, if you don't you're actually breaking or opening the unseeable beams of light that tell the refrigerator that doors are open and closed I should stop doing uh, ice making procedures at that time or dispensing at that time. So, uh, is it even just taking some ice cubes out, unless I've um, disconnected? Yes, that will, that will also probably just um, break the beam. Now, like I'm not a plastic, um, uh, so I can't answer. You know what what that mean, means, um, but definitely when you if you're taking ice cubes out of these bins on the indoor ice makers. Um, you're definitely breaking the beam on, I would say, most models. All right, so th- that, now we've finished with the refrigerator, but there's another, another thing you brought up which I had not heard before, which is very, very interesting, about dishwashers. Can you tell uh, us what's going on about yeah. dishwashers? Yeah, uh, dishwashers, um, for the past 10 years probably, of most manufacturers, they switched to an electronic switch. So what, what happens is um, if you have um, like an electronic display, when the dishwasher finishes, you get a clean light on. Um, and then when you open the door or, and then close the door, that's when that light will go off. And uh, most people don't realize that, you know, they'll, let's say they're doing their last dishes before or their the stuff for Arab Shabbos, what they use for cooking. And, you know, on Shabbos, then they want to load up the dishwasher. Um, they could be turning on and off different parts of the control in their dishwasher. How would they know? You say you wouldn't know. Um, I guess, well, um, so most of them you can see it because you'll see actually the display will change from opening and closing the door, but not everyone. And then there was one manufacturer about five years ago, they came out what we call glass touch displays. Yes. Those dishwashers, and now this one everybody who has them knows because basically when you get too close to this dishwasher, it will either turn on or off. Um, the workaround that we've been telling people is either drop a towel over the door so that the door dishwasher door doesn't close and after about 10 minutes they go to sleep and the control will not wake up until the door is open and closed. Uh, and which, uh, that's a KitchenAid model? And that was a KitchenAid model, correct. So uh, uh, this is this is really important. If I pay, and as people should check their machine by seeing if they go close to it, it could it could it, could it turn on by itself? Yeah, well, anybody who has this, they they'll already know after we, uh, using it a couple of times if it turns on or off by itself. Uh, if you got a new dishwasher recently, uh, it's a problem that may crop up only when we have the heating system because of the air dryer. Static electricity may come into play. Mm-hmm. But but the but that's but you're saying this is only in the last five years, or at least with the KitchenAid. Yeah, um, the last five years, I would say, um, the, these glass panel displays have become more prevalent. There are other manufacturers that are using them. We haven't seen them being as sensitive as the KitchenAid model was. Uh, but the uh, but the, the other problem you mentioned about the light. So uh, what what would you recommend to a person who has a regular uh, dishwasher they purchased in the last 
I don't know, five, ten years, what would you tell them to do uh, to be sure that, the, that they're not, uh, when they open it on Shabbos, to put something inside and to close it, that nothing is happening? Uh, the best thing would be is you can have an electrician make an, uh, what we call a Shabbos switch, uh, just add a switch on, by a counter or by the bottom of the dishwasher that you would shut off to allow you to open and close the door because there will be no power. Um, all right, but the other eight is if you leave these dishwasher doors open for about five minutes, they go into sleep mode um, where that will basically shut off all the indicators. And if you, like, keep a towel wrapped over the door, uh, you know, hanging over the door, um, that will avoid this issue also. A towel hang. Just explain to you about a towel hanging over the door. You mean when the door is open? That means the door stays a little bit open. You're using your dishwasher door as a towel rack, basically. Uh, but not, you're not in the not the, the bar in front. I mean, put it over no. the actually. You have to put it over the door to keep it from closing. Uh huh. And and that, and that would that on Shabbos it has to be that way too. You know, you can't close it then on Shabbos. That is correct because um, once you engage and disengage that twitch, switch, you're you're waking up the dishwasher. And, and, and I wouldn't see a, a bulb go on or off? No, not necessarily. No, no, not necessarily. Um, because it's waiting for you to input what cycle you would like to go at. And, and this you would trace back to how long? Um, also about five years. Five years. At least five years. At least five years. But, but you would say an old model, 10, 15 years uh, old. Okay, okay, if your dishwasher door actually locks, that you have to, like, you hear it. Like, you have a, a handle that you click open and close in order to keep the dishwasher door, those do not have this issue. But anything that just, like, you push to close and you can just pull on it and open it, um, those dishwashers have this issue already. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I got you. Wow. And if you have, like, a big solid button on them that you can hear it snap when you push it, those are less, of, less likely to be the issue. Anything with an electronic control very likely has this kind of locking system that wakes up and closes the control. Also I, something that happened because of energy efficiency, they figure if, the, if, the, if you're not opening and closing it, so we can shut off more electric and it goes into a sleep mode. Well, I, I hope you're going to apprise us of the other things that come up as the time goes on. You know, these were very important uh, points you, put, you pointed out about the refrigerator and, the, and about the uh, dishwasher. I hope everything else is okay at the present time. I thank you very much. This is Moshe David from Arena Appliance Repair. I appreciate your coming and joining us tonight. Thank you very much. Okay, I, I, I hope you were able to hear that pre-recorded section. We're fortunate enough we have, I hope, Moshe David on the phone. Is that correct? Are you there, Moshe? Yes, thank you very much for joining us. I know I, I apologize for all the confusion here, but it was easier for us to pre-record to make sure because Moshe David is usually busy at this time, and uh, he's working for a company that uh, he has to use this time as well. So I'm very happy we're able to get him on here live. And I want anyone to call in with any of the issues that, that affect them in the kitchen. But, I mean, we're interested really with Shabbos and uh, things like that, Kashras, you know, that, that's our area. So if you if you can tie into those things that we've mentioned here or any other things, then I'm sure uh, Mr. David is very interested in talking with us about it. I see we have a few callers already. Have a caller already? Okay. So let me give the number before that. The number here is 718 683 5858. Again, 718 683 5858. And the texting line is 347 927 8398. Again, 
347-927-8398. You're able to speak to Moshe David, who works in a, a repair of uh, appliances. And uh, our topic is the refrigerator. And uh, we were discussing also the dishwasher, how it affects Shabbos. So I see it's all lighting up, Moshe. we got a lot of work ahead. Go ahead, please. Go ahead. Yvonne Kasha Sandia, can we help you? Hi, can I ask a cautious question? Oh, please, don't. Okay, go ahead. What is it? Quick, quick, quick. I don't know if International Delight Coffee Creamer is Chalav Israel. I wouldn't know. You'd have to look on the... Uh, if it doesn't list... If it doesn't say Chalav Israel on it, then you have to assume that any dairy is not Chalav Israel. It right, will but say... it says non-dairy and it says O-U-D. No, 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 no. That product... If it has sodium cassinate in it, which it probably does, is really dairy and not Cholag Israel. If it doesn't list sodium cassinate, call the OU to see if it really is dairy. Thank you for calling. i got to take, I'll get the other calls. Please, I hope you're sticking to the topic. Okay, you're on Kashmir on the air. Can we help you? Yes, I have a question about my fridge. If it has a Shabbos switch, do I have to worry about any of these things? Uh, less likely, really, really less likely. Um, though you should check after you put your fridge into Shabbos mode to make sure mm-hmm. that the lights actually stay off when you open yes, the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, uh, but you do have to check because we have seen failures in Shabbos modes where they actually don't always work. I, I just okay, want to add about the Shabbos. I've been using it for a year and a half and it has worked all this time. You mean yeah. it could some. Uh, yeah, it could at fail, at, point, any po- fail? At, at any point, yes, and you do have uh-huh. to check. Um, most uh, There is one manufacturer you have to actually check the freezer separately from the fridge. Well, um, this is your, a your, your fridge. lights will be off. Uh, then, it, yeah, then you just have to check the fridge, correct. And but, how um, do I check were, this before Just shopping. by opening the door. Uh, oh, I mean, just, if I the, should uh, just check before shopping. Okay. Yes, to make sure that your lights stay off. Okay, thank you very I, much. Thank you for You're calling. Very I just okay. I, I just want to point out that the Shabbos mode, uh, if if a person has like a, a a range, you know, an oven with the Shabbos mode, the Star K gives most of those hashkachas on different models, and, and a lot of times there's the changes. Mode, I'm sorry. No, I just want to point out that a lot of times there are changes, and they sometimes retract their certification of the models that are already out there. And anyone who owns one of those machines and is trying to follow what that says in the name of the Star K has to periodically. Uh, go to the Star K website or call Star K and get the the, the present information because unfortunately it changes. Yes, um, there also the other difference is the Shabbos mode on an oven. I think it should really be called the Yuntiv mode. Right. Uh, as far as the Star K is concerned, um, on the refrigerator, um, also mo- most of them that are certified are certified by the Star K, at least here in America, um, and that is really a sh- that's made to disable all the switches on the doors. Um, but we found um, there are manufacturers that have Shabbos modes that are not certified and actually are not working. acceptable. Not working properly. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. We have more calls. Go ahead. You're on Kashmir on the air. Can we help you? Yes. I wanted to know with the refrigerator, do, is it a problem to screw the light bulbs a little bit so that they don't are disabled? That's not really enough to do anymore. You uh, really have to cover this. On, on, a newer model, on a newer model. How old is your model? Model is seven years. Six. What's the name what? of the What's the name of the company? It's a Kenmore. It's side by side. It's um, uh, side by side could have a problem in the freezer. It could Even be that the, the, if, if your freezer has more than one switch, then unscrewing the um, the then unscrewing the bulb is not enough. 
um, and um, you really should be covering the switches. Can she see the more than one switch? The switches are available. Yeah, you'll so those, those switches should be very visible. Correct. And they're, and they're both. And they're where are they? They can either be on the top or on the left-hand side of the freezer. Okay, ma'am. Now you have your uh, work cut out thank for you. you. So much. <laughs> thank you for calling. Okay, there's another caller. Go ahead. You're unconscious on the air. No, you're unconscious on the air. Hi. Um. Mouthwash is okay to use. That doesn't have any like animal ingredients oh, in it. I, 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 we really weren't going into these areas. Um, it, it's not. It's. I can't give you a list. I don't have a list. Right. But you know, if uh, there are those who have ashkocha, and if you want to use one that doesn't have ashkocha, first of all, you have to discuss the shaila with somebody who, who uh, whoever paskins shailas for your family, whether or not you need ashkocha on a mouthwash. And if you and they say you don't need ashkocha on the mouthwash. Then you just have to look at the ingredients, and if you don't see. see glycerin or something of that nature, then you don't have to be worried. But again, some people uh, would want to get hashgacha, and and yet glycerin is the main thing to watch out for in the ingredients. Okay, so glycerin is good or not? No, glycerin's no good, but glycerin's very often trafe. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for calling. Go ahead. You're unconscious on the air. Can we help you? Go Hello. ahead. Yes. Okay, my question is uh, those water machines, the, the cold water machines, water coolers. Go ahead. Okay, is there any problem for Shabbos with those? Moshe David, you there? Um, that's a whole different product that w- I cannot say I'm familiar with. Uh-huh. You're talking about with the big bottle on the top? Yes. Yeah, yeah, or even the automatic, uh, if you'll have a cold water line. Can't answer those because... Um, I can see that there is problems using them on Shabbos, especially if you're using the the dispenser for cold, um, because uh, it's temperature controlled. And when you're going to let out a cup of water, usually that's enough for the you know, out of the reservoir. That warm water will be in there and turn back on the refrigerator almost immediately, like using hot water in the sink. So it would be different than a refrigerator. Um, yes. Um, a refrigerator, as Rabbi Wickler knows much, will be able to explain much better. I mean, there are, they're, yeah, they've been passing for years. The refrigerator, that there are many people that, you know, also Macbeth not to open it. Uh, yeah, so, well, if right. the people are Macbeth, are Macbeth, but um, I, I can't say that. Those are not Macbeth, are they more no. strengthened by, uh, by the water machines? Um, yes, definitely more. It's Because um, I don't know anybody who opens up hot water on Shabbos. I'm not talking about the, the cold what, water. Yeah, no, yeah the, but it's exactly the same thing. What, 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 Mr. David is point, what Mr. David is trying to point out is that it's different than the refrigerator. The refrigerator, the old question on the refrigerator was, is the motor going to go on because you, you let the air in? And that's going to be right. a grumma and maybe not have a, not, it's a, and, and a miscavein and, uh, you know, et cetera. So don't have a head tarum. But, but if you say, if it's a if it's a guarantee that every time you open you want it to get cold and it, every time you open it up it's gonna it's gonna turn the thing on then it would be a problem I don't know the mechanics of it Nisim thinks okay. he has an idea of it go I ahead th- please first of all I would think that uh, the uh, the cooler depends what kind of faucet or what kind of valve that water come if it's electronic if it's electric or just mechanical that you press over there this is due to Things that I, I, you have to consider, you know. Can you see it? Nisim? Yeah, definitely. That's usually the uh, the one. It's like uh, well, the one I'm talking about is not electrical. It's, an, it's a mechanical. Manual. Mechanical. Now you can do experiment before you're doing. You know, every day in a regular day, when you take uh, uh, cold water from this machine, 
how soon is the, the motor start kicking on and uh, if it's immediately or it's taking down because I know certain uh, machines as a big reservoir that it doesn't affect the, the water temperature immediately. And uh-huh. this is uh, something that you just regular, like a regular cooler that uh, I don't see. You know, it's not the, the cooler that you press a button and the water running through it. You know, the w- cooler that connect to the water supply as an di- issue that when you press the button, it immediately the, the machine is starting working. Yeah, it's opening an electric valve, yes. actually, to let the water out. Yes, exactly. Uh, let, let's sum it up here, because I, I think the general consensus is not to use these these machines on Shabbos uh, because of, because we're not familiar exactly what's happening. So unless somebody has consulted, researched it, uh, satisfy the robot, whoever it is that they, that they know how it's working, I would say to refrain on Shabbos. Okay, thank you. You're certainly welcome. Okay, I mean, again, you can get a sock from a rope, but the, the the mechanics has to be a little bit more worked out. Okay, you're on the coil. Go you're on the air. Go ahead. You're unconscious on the air. Can we help you? Yeah, is that me? Yes, it's you. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm not sure if you discussed this. I just got on now about, uh, want to know about the fridge. Like, besides, like, the light bulb, I know, like, it's a problem. It starts beeping, like, after five minutes when I... Like, either keep the fridge open or, like, like we had someone come fix our fridge, and he was saying that besides that, the fan opens up, so I want to know exactly, like, what are you supposed to do about it? Um, That's why we're recommending you cover the switches. Uh, Uh, You see, the whole computer system, um, like, goes off or something, and it's not good for the fridge. But that's why, um, and you have to remove the tape after Shabbos. Correct, because um, you you will you you will change the way the uh, the refrigerator operates if you keep the switches taped for too long. And like um, I mentioned with Rabbi Wickler before, it's uh, about at least once a month those tapes should be removed for a few days. Oh, and that's fine. Um, that should work. Um, can't say a hundred percent, but that seems to be working. We we haven't had too many issues when people have been following that kind of schedule. Oh. Okay, fine. Okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much for calling. Go ahead. You're okay. on Kashus. Okay, you're on Kashus on the air. Are you there? No one's there? No, okay, nobody's on there right now. So let me read for what it says here. Oh. Uh, what is uh, first? So the last person just t- two seconds ago said, What does this have to do with Kashus? It doesn't have anything to do directly with Kashus, but Kashus is doing the right thing when you're eating. And food and the kitchen and Shabbos is part of our general interest, and we talk about it a lot in the magazine. Uh, right now, I'm giving, currently, I started a whole set of shiurim on Sundays dealing with Hilchas Bishol for Shabbos. And that ties into the Kiddush, and it ties into Kashmir, and directly and indirectly, and cooking and everything. Well, it's all, it's all one thing. You're right. It's not Kashmir per se. But our, our concept of kashrus is how we're supposed to conduct ourselves. And Baruch Hashem, a, f- a number of times over the, th- over the years, we've had some very interesting shows here that are a little bit connected to kashrus. But thank you for your ha'ara. I, I, think, I think one second, one second. Yeah. I think the kashrut is all our behave. It's <laughs> right. not the kosher. What are you, we, are, we are here. Kosher eat or, kosher, or not kosher? Halal eat, you know? Are you kosher or you're not kosher? kosher. That's it. What is it? It's something on only the food? Not yeah. only the food. Let, let, let me go on to another one here because this, this is no gear to our guest. One second, please. It says, it's, and, and Moshe Dev, you listen to this here. It seems that the appliance 
uh, person you have on the show is saying the difference between the old and the new fridge is that the fridge always ha- activates a computer. The old fridge has the grumma factor because sometimes the fan goes on, sometimes not. But the new fridge always activates computer even if the fan doesn't go on. Wouldn't that mean that there is no grumma here, but it's a direct malacha? So I don't know if you want to deal with that issue. Um, I don't want to, but if you cover the switch, then the grumma, then there's no issue because we're not telling the computer the door's open. The only right. thing that controls the cooling then is changing in temperature, um, which the refrigerator is smart enough to say, you know, a half a degree I'm not turning on. It's going to take a little bit. And if you um, so, definitely we're back. Keeping the door switches closed uh, will will keep you probably in the in the grammar realm, as opposed to having those switches open where the person is correct. The computer is right away starting calculations to say, oh, the door's open. Let me see how long and what kind of changes we have to make to keep the the food fresh. And to simplify, I'm just for me to understand and for the other people listening, when you when we open that refrigerator. And and uh, we took out the light bulb, and it, it, we'd open for 13 seconds, you know, real quick. Does the machine tie in directly to the computer immediately? If it does, then then there's no discussion anymore, I assume. Um, I, I would say to today, yes, the, com- the computer right away will, st- will once the, door, the computer knows the door's open, it will start making new calculations on how to keep the refrigerator so um, is there a connection call. with that computer when you open the door? Is uh, that am I connecting the computer, or is the yes. computer calibrating? Because your door switch now is connected is an input device to the computer. So then uh, that's uh, your, the uh, end. Let, let me just yeah, uh, clarify this because I wanted that today, right now, the door opened by a sensor. It's not direct open the circuit of the light bulbs. The circuit of the light bulb opens through the computer. The co- the sensor that ca- give command to the computer to the board. And the board is regularly meant to open the light, to open the, to open the other uh, extra uh, issues like the fan. And or the to set an alarm that your door was left open and please That's, go close it. Yes. So it, but it, the, uh, with, that sensor is, that the line to the sensor is open all the time oh, even if the door is closed? Or it opens only when I open the door? No, it's only when you open the, do- open the door. So the then, sensor I, then gives I don't the, even the hear gift. the head to the door. Then obviously it has to be covered over. That's obvious. The, the, the trick, maybe you can take a Velcro and put a Velcro and, you know, a double-sided Velcro that you can, try, during the week, take out the Velcro and put, you know, the, the two That is definitely a good idea. Yeah, you know, this is the trick. You just put it a Velcro both sides of the, you know, and left and right uh-huh, of the switch. very good. And you have the other side of the Velcro. When you come Shabbat, you just close it, seal it, and at the Mosa Shabbat, you open it. Excellent, excellent. No, I can sell it as a part. Uh, <laughs> Everybody can get it from j Root. <laughs> Make a yeah, donation. it would be a good, uh, probably a good fundraiser, but there actually is a manufacturer who makes it. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we're not here to pick one yeah. over the other. There are a few a few companies that do make what we call Shabbos switches to cover over your switch to that, and then remove it after Shabbos. Correct. And now somebody asked here. I have a new KitchenAid oven. I was told that on Shabbos mode, I can only open the oven one time while it is on. Why is that? Larry uh, Wickler, that's a Shiloh for you, because that's something <laughs> that the Star K has on their website. And I don't know if that's something that just Rabbi Heinemann has mocked it on, uh-huh. or the Star K. Um, 
I'm sure there's a lot of Labanum with different views about how many times right. you're allowed to open and close a oven on Shabbos. Right. Um, yeah, but the, that, that's uh, that's definitely the Star K's personal ruling that you only can open up an oven once on Shabbos. Okay, so these are things that they, each person really should ask their own rub. Uh, somebody yeah. asked also, but uh, the question we really answered before, uh, when an appliance has a Shabbos mode, then it's worry-free, right? So we discussed it. Maybe yes and maybe no. And we suggested, first of all, to go to the website of the Star K, where a lot of the information is available. And, uh, and uh, Mr. David pointed out that not all those with the Shabbos mode are actually certified. And you do really have to do that. That's your responsibility, unfortunately, in the new age, that we have to uh, be on top of these things. That's, there's nothing much we can do about that. I wish it was, it was simpler than, but that's why we had the show. I, I'm sure I guess you get an extra mitzvah for more on Shabbos. Okay. So, I'm sure that many, many of uh, customers, and you, the Mr. Moshe, as, as experience, I see that so many appliances that add uh, the kosher mode are not, not working. This is from um, my, my experience. That, I saw that yeah, so that's 100% correct. The Shabbos mode, um, yes. Um, nah, they, they are working, but not to a standard that actually makes them, that we, can, that we as from Jews, can use them on Shabbos. Yeah, and I saw that, for example, that it's work on the fridge, and the fridge is not working, on, on the ice machine is not working, or everything that's some kind of tricky uh, things that... Uh, because the sensors are very sensitive, and, that, and they don't always break that, they break down. They break down. But that, that, there is one manufacturer that has, on certain refrigerators, Hashkoha for Shabbos mode, and they have a Sabbath mode on other refrigerators that will turn off the display, which is good, but not turn off the lights, and uh, it's kind of strange. But, yeah, there are manufacturers that do that, too. So as we say, caveat emptor, the buyer beware. You have to really take a good look at the uh, machinery you bought, study a little bit about it, and don't go into it uh, blindly. That's, that's yeah. Don't it. don't wait till um, three minutes before Shabbos <laughs> to find out if it's working right or not. I, I'm not getting that. What? what? Don't, don't wait till the last minute no, before I was saying, Shabbos I'm, I'm to talking see about that the, the, everything oh, is the way you expect it to be. Yes. Uh, somebody asked also here. We, I think we answered that already. We answered, but I want yeah. to, he said it to please uh, make it clear, so I just want to uh, repeat about it. It's like a minute ago, that's why it's... Yeah, that well, he's, it's, it's, he's again asking this thing about the grama factor. Listen, the way it works on a regular refrigerator from the old days is there are three approaches to the refrigerator. One is that you, uh, Moshe Feinstein was mockbid to change uh, the... Uh, uh, an arrangement where the machine would always go on in a certain cycle and never switch with that cycle. So it didn't matter if you opened or closed it. That's where Moshe Feinstein put this adjustment into the refrigerator. And some people have bought and put into their, into their refrigerators his adjustment. Other people um, hold that if you open it and close it, Quickly, you know, it's not one second, but you don't leave it open for a couple of minutes. But you look, you just look quickly, see what you want, take it out. But if you're going to keep it open for a couple of minutes, then you, you're getting into the area where you may be turning on the, the motor. Uh, so some people are mocked to wait until the motor goes on. Some people had Red Moshe Feinstein's uh, switch, and some people rely on the fact that they open it and close it in a relatively short period of time and have no interest and benefit from it going on. It's not something that they want, 
and they're not intending to, and it doesn't always happen. It's only a grammar is only a problem if it's because we call psych ratio, which is always going to happen. So if you leave it open for five minutes or so, it's always going to happen. But if you leave it open for 30 seconds, 32 seconds, you're not going to probably have a problem. Uh, that was the old issue with the refrigerator, and that was the issue of grumma. Uh, maybe I'll explain more about grumma another time. But as far as the, the, the current situation, we're talking about new equipment. And what Mr. David pointed out, which I thought was very crucial, is that this is now first hitting everybody. It means all new equipment, whether it's the cheap models or the expensive models, are going to now have this kind of uh, smart functioning, which unfortunately is, is going to create problems. By the way, there's a lot of things coming down the pike. I discussed with Mr. David about the cameras that the Dogma putting in. He thinks it'll be a while till they're in. They actually have models now, high-end models, that are putting cameras in, in the refrigerators. And the purpose of the camera is to take pictures of your food to see either to show you what it looks like and how the food is being handled. And if it's so you can take a quick look in your refrigerator without opening the door and you'll be able to see uh, what's going on in there, know, know if everything's taken care of. And the other point of the cameras is the other way that they're going to be checking the food in your refrigerator and it's going to be doing all kinds of interesting things such as uh, deciding uh, if the temperature is correct you know is it being handled properly the camera will see and will know just like they have crazy things now in the um, in the ovens where they can they can now you know, no, they know they're smart ovens and they know how what's went in and they know how long it needs to cook and they know exactly what temperature it's hitting. It's all, it's all for, for thousands of dollars, you can get unbelievable things. Forget about the, the kings of old. Even we who are sitting here right here and only dream of what's right being sold today for three, four, five, seven thousand dollars. Unbelievable equipment is now in the in the stores. So that that that's the whole thing about the smart. That's what's happening. But tonight's show was just specifically about this. And I want to thank you very much for joining us, uh, Mr. David. Uh, and and uh, I wish you continued success on the project that we, we were talking about before. Mr. David yeah. is, is embarking on a project which we hope will get somewhere to hopefully improve the situation where an older person is uh, left alone in an apartment and has to have non-Jewish help taking care of him. And we're talking about how to prevent the Bishal Akum and the Basashina Salam and the issue. And Mr. David has a little bit of projects he's working on there. And I hope and pray he'll be successful with it. <laughs> Thank you for joining yes, us. We'll be back on the air to talk about that too. Yeah, okay. I hope so. <laughs> Let me know when it happens. Thanks a lot for thanks a lot for being with us. Have a good night. Have a good night. I'd like to take a moment and talk about our sponsor, which is Glotmart, conveniently located at 1205 Avenue M. Whenever you think of Glotmart, I think of price service, convenience, and quality. And whether you shop for a few items or for a full wagon load, you can save plenty of money by shopping at Glotmart. They have specials there are somewhat amazing. I'll mention a few items that are on sale right now between today and tomorrow. Shoulder roast beef, $9.99 a pound. Lamb riblets, $8.99 a pound. Two of Tom olive spread, two for $5. Give out Slim six, uh, 60 yogurt, five ounce, two for a dollar. Extra fancy Cortland apples, fifty nine cents a pound. Hadar pancakes, two ninety nine a p- two ninety nine. Amnon's regular eight slice pizza, seven thirty nine. Began crinkle cut front French fries, thirty two ounce, one ninety nine. And Tasis Choice coffee, twelve ounce, eight 
Raw tilapia fillets, $3.29 a pound. Those are on sale right now at Glotmart. And you can also save a lot of time using their valet parking service. Just pull into Glotmart from the East 12th Street entrance. They'll park the car for you and have it ready to load up with all those special items you purchased in the store. And at Glotmart, the quality of meats is A1. With kosher certification from both the Star K and the Vatikashos of Flatbush, with base yo, it saves meats, and with expert Nikor, at Glotmart, you're getting quality kosher. Glotmart is at 1205 Avenue M. Meeting your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dove in Glotmart, tell them you heard about Glotmart on Kashrus on the Air over J-Root Radio. And now I'd like to open up the phones to anybody who'd like to call. We have another 15 minutes. Our telephone number is 718-683-5858. You can call on any topic whatsoever. 718-683-5858. Or you can text us, 347-927-8398. Before I take some of the textings, a lot of the texting that came in here, I just want to mention briefly that uh, if you haven't received your Issue magazine, if you're a subscriber, you should know that there was a big problem, major problem this year with the Postal Service. The Postal Service held up an enormous amount of mail, all because of Amazon. Amazon stuffed the post office. And Baruch Hashem, Kashas Magazine got through <laughs> despite everything. But it, it's, it's a, it, was, it came a couple of days late. You should have it now. And if you didn't have it, you'll get it in the next day or so. So don't be nervous. And the other thing I want to let you know is that uh, we started a program for, I mentioned it briefly before, we have a new program for Hilchas Bishul on, sh- on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock from 10 till, actually we learn Shabbos, Halachas of Shabbos from 10 to 12.45 and Minchas at 12.45. But the, but the regular shear is from, t- uh, from 11, sorry, 10 till about 11.45. And that is now on Hilchas Bishul. After that, we learn Hilchas, uh, other halachas in, uh, in Mishnah Brewer. The, we're learning from the Shulchan Aruch and from the Mishnah Brewer. If anybody's interested in joining us, we're at 1358 East 13th Street between Avenues M and N. 1358 East 13th Street between M and N at uh, 10 o'clock in the morning on Sundays. And uh, that's where we uh, have Baruch Hashem, a beautiful group that meets there. And if you stick with us till 12.45, you have Mincha, and you go away with three hours of Torah, including the Mincha, and you're set for the day. So if you're anybody interested in joining us, you can do that. We also have three Shiurim a week on Yeridea, two on Taruvis, and the third one on Bas B'cholov. Bas B'cholov is the newest one, and that just started a few weeks ago. On Wednesday nights, different address, all the other three Shiurim at 1114 Avenue O, and if you want information about what I've just talked about or anything about Kashmir, you can call us at the office, 718-336-8544, 718-336-8544, the number for Kashmir's magazine. Now we have a whole slew of people. Go ahead, please. You're on Kashmir's on the air. Can I help you? Yeah, this is Avram. I was on the show a couple of times. You don't have to tell me, Avram. I, I recognize your voice. Go ahead. Okay, I would just like to put in my two cents, if I may. Uh, it looks like we're going back to the Stone Age, or maybe to the Ice Age, and we'll go back to the Bob and Zayde, and we'll have to have an icebox soon for Shabbos. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> let, me, let me explain to you. Uh, the, what you're saying is what's in my mind, too, Avram, that 
well, what's happening is that, and this is what I, one of the things that I wanted to bring out on the show, but I, I didn't want to go into it too much. You know, we have Baruch Hashem, the Haredi Oilam does not want to touch the internet, especially in the house. The thing that people don't realize is it's coming anyway, because it's coming through the equipment where they were buying in the house. It's going to come from the light bulb. It's going to come from the from every single thing that we use in the near future. It's going to be almost impossible. There will be people who will try to make what we call like kosher phone. They're going to try to make uh, kosher equipment. There will be adjustments. There will be switches and all that. We will have to do that. Just as we have, uh, I don't know if you know about it. You do, probably do know that uh, and some of the ovens, even high-end ones that are bought by yeshivas and the caterers, they have this beautiful equipment and they have to make bypasses because otherwise the convection ovens, the newest ovens of today, convection, are bishal akam prone. And the only way to avoid it is a cutoff. And the cutoff is illegal. And it is mavatil the warranty. And yet there's nothing else that can be done at the present time. Yet we're going to struggle with this. You're 100% right. It's going no, to take us... The way I'm hearing from you, sure, things are getting so complicated, like putting a Velcro over here, switch over here. I mean, every uh, uh, housewife and, and father will have to become an engineer to just run no, the kitchen. No, 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 no. I, I, I just think, no, I You don't think need an engine. You don't need to become an engineer. just like other things, we are behind Eretz Yisrael in 10 years. Right. So in this thing also, in Eretz Yisrael, everybody's on top of the situation. The G'daylima on top of the situation. The companies on top of the situation. So either two things. Either the companies over here will have to change, or we're going to have to import ovens and refrigerators from Amcor on all the other companies who make Atadiran, which are kosher, the holidays. What's the name so of it? Oh, okay. So what you're saying is that this is very, I, I appreciate very much the call. You gave me a very, a very positive attitude. I'm happy. What you're saying is yeah. we do have a solution and it's going to come from the from people in Eretz Israel and from the people in Eretz Israel who care. And they're also with tremendous technicians and it would be very wonderful. So you're right. We'll be selling those. Definitely. That's it. But that's what's going to be, whatever the consumer wants, that's what's going to be like in, in, in food in cars, in everything. They, they want to know what you want. If we are going to push, the Froome Island is going to push, and we have a big power that we want that, they're going to deliver it because they want to sell products. But if we are going to be sleeping and showing them we don't care, you can sell this refrigerator, that refrigerator, so why shouldn't we do it? We're doing it for everybody. Well, what well, you're saying is very good. Avram, what you're saying is very good. We were able to get Shabbos mode. They actually call it Sabbath mode. It's not for the Muslims. It's not for the Christians. It's for Jews. And they know, and they know it. And they have Rabbanim that they consult. And Rabbanim they meet. It's an amazing thing. No question about it. That they understand from Shabbos mode. So what you're saying is it's time for, let's say, Star K or any organization. Star K gets getting money from these things. It's time to start saying to the refrigerator companies and to the uh, to the dishwasher companies, we need the Shabbos, we need the Jewish model. And you're going to have to... Just like in Exosol, they yeah. just have to copy things Excellent. like Exosol. It's not like Exosol. Excellent. Uh, I love it. You made my day, Avram. you made my day. You solved the problem. <laughs> uh, let, me, let me break it one second. Then, Avram, let me ask you something. Do you think that people will be uh, uh, caring, uh, our people, wouldn't be care about the look 
if it's not Sub-Zero, <laughs> it's not other fridge, and they go to the simple Tadiran and Amco, I don't agree, I don't buy it. Uh, it's no, like, it's, it's so the same, it's the same like with the 7-Eleven. I don't think it's so simple over it's, there, I'm it's, not so it's sure. It's like the 7-Eleven, that people don't care about what is going yeah, on. It's going to be people who don't care. That's I'm telling exactly you. It. Until people are not going to care, things are not going to change. Rabbi, they I will got, continue to sleep. That we have a million calls, and I'm going to try to... Okay. Uh, Rob Rom, I, I think that the, uh, that the answer is a combination. I think the better approach is what Nissim is pushing. We should go to the companies now and say, you want your smart stuff? Good. But we want you to do a kosher model that will be bought. And then you'll see that it will sell 100%. Excellent. I love that. Okay. okay. Thank you. Go ahead. You're on Cautious on the Air. Can I help you? Hi. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I wanted to know, I am looking at a uh, calcium-based um, like uh, mouthwash product, like mouthwash creams and various other products that like help rejuvenate teeth. Um, the company I'm looking at is Calcium, uh, calcium Therapy. Um, I got the list of ingredients, but, I, but they didn't answer me yet whether the calcium is animal-based or not. Is this considered something that is motor? I, I, I can't, I can't uh, answer without knowing the details. You'll call me at the office. I will help you further. 718-336-8544. You know, a lot of people do follow up on these, and a lot of people don't. But if you do contact me, we do help. Okay? When should I call? You just call anytime, leave a message, and we'll call you back. Just tell them what, tell us exactly what you were saying here, and then we'll call you back, or somebody will call you back from the office, 718-336-8544. Okay? Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you. Call to, bye-bye. You're on Cautious on the Air. Can we help you? Hello? Nobody there. Hello, you're on Cautious on the Air. Can we help you? Yeah, hello, Rabbi Wickler? Yes, sir. Yeah, hi, this is David, your good friend. I, I, I remember my father, Solang Gesundt, Years ago, he had this, uh, like a Shabbos clock, but it's very interesting. It, was, it didn't work 24 hours. It was like a, a one-hour clock that I think it was set up that, like, 10 minutes on, 20 minutes off, something like that. You're talking that about... That's what the... referring to, like, according to Moshe. And in other words, it, the refrigerator worked based on that clock. Right, right. Make, it made no difference what was going on. Right, because there is a time clock in there, but there's the, the, what happens in the, I mean, I'm sorry Mr. David's not here now, but the, what happens is today, you have multiple things. You have a fixed time where it's going to go on, and you have where it's going to go on based upon the cold and the hot. So therefore, By having the, the refrigerator plugged into this box, right, and that clock, that alleviates the uh, problem? Yes. Yes. It, it will be messed up all the programming, and I think I wouldn't recommend to do it to you. <laughs> and it's the new one be, is going to be... New, it could be we have, could to, be buy special, com- you have uh, to buy the special cheap one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, could, you, can, you can burn, basically, the motherboard. Wow. About, you know, disconnect and this. And, and it's happened quite a few when... Uh, even just in... Uh, immediately, somebody shut off the fuse yeah. and bring it back... Could it burnt and I saw in my eyes a wash what do you call it uh, microwave you want, and you uh, want to know an interesting story. There's a lady who wrote an article that I read in preparing for tonight for today. She wrote an amazing article uh, where she had bought a new oven and the thing was going on by itself, and they replaced it four times and it was insane. They didn't they couldn't imagine what was wrong until they realized that she was near 
a radio station that was mm. was, was sending out you know signals and that was messing up her her mm. oven was turning it on and they had uh. a, what they did is they built some kind of Shield. Uh, shield that it did, prevented the signals from affecting it. It was amazing. So we were living in a different age. That's it. <laughs> Thank so those you very clocks much won't work for this refrigerators. What? Those clocks won't work for the, our what, refrigerators. What you're saying is it's a bad move to use them anymore. That's <laughs> Thank it. you very much. You're on. You're on. Cash on the air. Can we help you? Me? Yes. Go ahead. You're, you're on the on the show. Yeah, I have a question. Dunkin' Donuts says that they have they, they have a mashkiach, and on Matzah Shabbos they serve fresh donuts. How are any of Jewish of the Jewish people allowed to go into the store and buy <coughs> these donuts if they are probably made on Shabbos? My friend, you're asking an excellent. Question. You're asking a, a question which is an answer. The the question teaches you that the Ashkacha is not covering all our bases. Now, I don't know if it's really true what you're saying, because maybe the things were made earlier, but it, more than likely you're, you're correct. Um, I don't know. This is a question you could put to the rabbi who certifies it, and he'll tell you whether they are producing it on Shabbos. Now, let me explain to you the halach of Shabbos, and you'll understand. The halach of Shabbos is very simple. If a goy makes something on Shabbos for you, and then, then, uh, then it's then you can't use it until after Shabbos, the time it takes to make it. Now I don't know how that works in this particular thing, but if you walk in right after Havdalah, maybe you're right. But if you walk in an hour or two later on, Alpiyalacha, even if they made it on Shabbos, it doesn't matter. So th- that that is probably how the rabbi deals with it. And some people, when they give these kind of ashkachas, they say don't buy right after Shabbos the bagel stores, etc., and say, wait three hours. So if you go right after Shabbos, you have a real good Shiloh. I thank you very much. for How old are you, by the way? Ten. And which yeshiva or school are you in? Mir. In Mir. So thank you very much. What grade are you in then, fifth grade? Fifth, and I have another question. You get two. Go ahead, go ahead. My mother wants to know, could she use like, like a glass, like a holder or like a peeler or like a can opener once before tabling it? No. It has to be told right away. The one-time use that she's referring to is only throwaway things, but something that has to be used, that's going to be used again and again and again, there's no hat to, to use it one time. Okay? Thank you so Thank much. Thank you for very much for listening. Go ahead. We have just a minute. Go ahead. You're on cautious on the air. Can I help you? I'm on the air? Yes, you are. Okay, I have a Shiloh about a refrigerator. It's a GE frost-free. Oh, oh, but the gentleman is no longer here now. His no, I'm is... saying it doesn't look like it has anything in it. I mean, it just has a light bulb and nothing. There's, there's not yeah. much going on. It's, it's an old, the older fridge to top and bottom. Is it, how, how old is it? At least 10, 15. So then you don't have a problem. You just, no, just turn the, light bulb, bulb bulb, the bulb is, is the, the deal with the bulb is direct to the bulb. The new machines are, are sending... Uh, uh, to a computer that's 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 taking care of the whole machine. Uh huh. Okay. Thank you very much for the call. I want to let people know that with that the machines now are being set up to save you money. They're they're actually going as far as finding out how much stuff is in your refrigerator, 
when it has to be reordered. You can they can actually order it. The the, the whole computer can actually reorder things for your refrigerator for, for, for your foods. It's it, it's really an amazing thing, and that's why people who have this, uh, these smartphones and the smart equipment that why they're so attracted to it. But we today we discussed the difficulties involved in it, and we recommended that people do a lot of research when they buy this new equipment. And I want to thank everyone for joining us, and we'll speak to you in Sashem next week.